Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang, who's back from the US of A. How was it for you? Ooh. And how was the strong US dollar there? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't super for me because of the strong dollar, but we all had a great time. So That's I brought nice. my kid as well as my parents there to relive my childhood memories of Disneyland. And pretty much everything else that we can do in LA and San Diego, including visiting the USS Midway. This aircraft carrier that's oh. now turned into a museum. So that I think was a highlight oh. for my dad because he used to fly SIA. So I got a chance to see these planes and on the deck as well. Okay. Um, but I think it was quite interesting for me to be able to drive in the US as well. Yeah, that must have been scary. On the other side of the road, <laughs> as you would know. And it's also interesting, interesting to see how pump prices are. Oh, yeah. Actually, higher in California than in other states. So we've talked about it on the show many times, how it's broken $4 per gallon and whatnot. It's above $6 in California. So this is something I found out, that prices in California are actually very different from other states. So every state, of course, is pretty different. And California has its own rules, including how it regulates gasoline. It needs effectively what's called a greener blend, more, I guess, sustainable blend, and only 10 refineries can produce it. So that's part of the problem contributing to the costs as well as taxes and fees. And that means California has pretty much the highest price of gasoline in the US. Wow. Yeah. So lots of learning points for me. Of course, um, it was a very enjoyable trip all in. Yeah, that's important. At least it's been enjoyable. And you you come back safe. That's uh, that's all important. Um, And we will talk a little bit more about the US because uh, they're heading to earnings season a little bit later on this week. But speaking of travel, we will see some countries this week uh, in our region or close to our region lift COVID-19 entry restrictions. Yeah, so there's going to be good news for travelers. And of course, if you are eyeing a holiday to Japan, that is opening up further mm. alongside uh, Taiwan. So yeah, these yeah. are among the last places with still COVID-19 entry restrictions. So they are further reopening to international tourists mm. this week. So mark your calendars. I love both places. Okay, so the US earnings season is set to kick off. We've got the banks reporting, I believe, on Friday. Uh, mm. Tell us more. Yeah, so this is going to be one to watch because all the talk about rising cost pressures and, of course, the interest rate hikes just threatening to slow down the economy or even send it into a recession. So this will give a glimpse into how much companies are bracing for those scenarios. And the banks, the likes of JP Morgan Chase, mm. Wells Fargo, Morgan Stanley, the usual bunch, will be reporting on Friday onwards. And of course, we will get retailers like PepsiCo, Delta Airlines. So it's going to be an interesting snapshot of how corporate America is bracing itself for the coming quarters. And already many analysts are saying things will slow down. So this will be a big driver for market sentiment, but it could be one to watch out for in terms of the energy sector because of the elevated costs Mm. of oil and natural gas. That could be one 
to lift the market sentiment for earnings. All right. Uh, we've got a few uh, holidays today, as we mentioned in our calendar of the day segment. Uh, Taiwan, Korea, as well as Japan. And then from tomorrow, Japan allows visa-free travel for individual tourists. Yeah, so this is going to be accepting general travelers into the country for the first time. Previously, you needed to be in a, a tour group. Um, so this is now going to be liberated to a further extent. So this means a full-scale reopening and it will help the Japanese economy. Of course, travelers going there will also enjoy a stronger home currency going yeah, into Japan. Yeah, I, I miss Japan uh, very much. Uh, but this is something worth watching out this week. I, we talked about this last week while you were uh, mm. away. Um, the IMF uh, Managing Director, Kristalina Georgieva, talking about how they are going to downgrade their global economic forecast for the fourth consecutive quarter. This is for the year 2023. Next year, that is. Uh, no exact number is given. The picture isn't looking good. Yeah, pretty much you can just change the numbers on the previous news report because it's the same thing. They are downgrading the global economic forecast for almost the same reasons. The Ukraine war and of course over the weekend we had that development with the bridge uh, between Russia and Crimea being blown up. So all eyes on that as well in terms of responses from Vladimir Putin. Yeah, we're also expecting some local numbers on Friday as well with uh, the MAS monetary policy statement as well as uh, some advanced estimates for the third quarter. Yeah, so this will give an indication of where growth is going for Singapore because of the rising interest rates. Will we see that trickle down to the local level as well as what the MES will do to buffer our local currency against a stronger dollar? So far, Sing dollar has been rather resilient mm. relative to other Asian currencies. So this will likely see some interesting moves from the MES to try and preempt any further strength with the US dollar. So that's one to watch on Friday alongside inflation and trade data from China on Friday as well as the big one, the US CPI inflation numbers, consumer price index numbers. Mm. So we've seen in the past week how those strong jobs data report had a bit of a, I guess, bad tone for markets. So if we do get inflation numbers stronger than expected, it could just weigh on markets further. Yeah, China's got a busy week. I mean, they're just back from their their Golden Week holiday. And then later this week, they kick off the 20th National Congress of the uh, Chinese Communist Party on Sunday. That's where we're expecting a lot of key announcements. But K-pop fans will be very sad this Saturday, I understand. Well, if you are a fan of BTS, uh, you might get one more chance to see them in action because (laughs) this has been built as potentially their last concert Maybe for quite some time. Right. uh, Because they have been talking about how they want to go on a hiatus, but they'll be performing in Busan. So tens of thousands of BTS fans will be flocking there to catch them in action. So this is part of an event called Yet to Come to promote Busan's bid for the World Expo 2030. Sure, it's going to be a dynamite concert. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.